0: Welcome in to Blitz and Buckets as always. My name is Kane Schwartz and I am joined by my co-host Jaden Kozak and a special guest today. Mr. Tyler North is joining us, friend of the pod. Uh used to be my tennis coach back in the day, which is pretty wild. Pretty wild, but we balled out on the on the tennis tennis fronts, but how you doing man? It's good to have you.
1: Doing great, man. Doing great. I, uh, I love what you guys have been doing. Um, you know, I try to listen as much as I can. Like I said, I've, I've definitely dabbled in with a couple of your guys' episodes. Uh, I love the analysis week in, week out, love the banter as well. Obviously that's a, it's always a positive. Um, and you know, nonetheless, I, I really appreciate, uh, you guys invite me on and, and let me, uh, contribute a little bit.
0: Of course, of course. And, uh, for any of, any of those listening that don't know, um, Tyler's very involved in the sports arena so tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself a little bit about your experience you know
1: yeah uh, so I went to University of Maryland um, graduated 2015 um, then you know just a sports nut my entire life uh, did some stuff in, in high school translated over to college um, since then I've been working for a higher ed tech, technical education company um, but I always had a, a passion for the podcast realm uh, for the sports room as well um and yeah i mean you know whether it's it's the betting analytics whether it's uh just the analysis on the games whether it's um you know fantasy perspective fantasy advice all about that um obviously you know we're, we're almost nose deep into football season now uh we're coming up on week three so uh this is a, a great time to uh to, to really start to establish who's a contender, who's a pretender in the NFL. And um, the yeah, like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm amped to, to be able to, uh, to do this with you guys and uh, I'm ready to have some fun. Oh yeah, man, let's do it. Let's do it.
0: All right, well, with that, let's dive right into it. And our first game that we're going to cover was, I mean, might end up being game of the year when it's all said and done. And this was Sunday night football, Baltimore, Kansas City, Baltimore ends up pulling it out 36 to 35. And Jaden, I'll start with you, man. What were some of your biggest takeaways from this
2: game? Uh, I think the Ravens looked great outside of those first. I don't know if it was two out of the first three or the first two where Lamar threw the picks. They looked great. They were running the ball extremely effectively. Lamar wasn't, you know, that inaccurate. He was running the ball very well. Won me a fantasy game and the chiefs weren't everything that they usually I remember like every game that I've watched Ravens and Chiefs in the past has just been the Chiefs just look like their miles better and they didn't look like that on Sunday night and I don't know what it is I don't know if they just weren't ready to go or what it was but it's not like a cause for concern for Kansas City because Baltimore's still a good team even with all the IR issues but I kind of thought they'd win that one by a good amount fair fair Tyler your thoughts on the game
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, You know, one of the things that, that really stood out to me um, first of all was the time of possession. Um, You know, that's something that I think is kind of a recipe to beat the chiefs is controlling the ball. I remember I think it was the Raiders last year against the chiefs in Kansas city were able to beat them because they just ran the ball Uh, and the time of possession was uh, 36 minutes to 24 minutes um, to put it into perspective, as far as how much the Ravens dominated the possession. And the other thing is, that was Patrick Mahomes' first interception in the month of September in his entire career, and wow. that was also his first loss in the month of September in his entire career. So I agree with Jaden. I don't think it's something to be concerned about. Um, that was a season-defying win for the Ravens, though. Um, they oh, had yeah. to have that win if you drop to 0-2 the odds and chances that you make the playoffs are, are pretty slim, um, right. especially in the AFC North, you know, with the Browns and the Steelers and, and even the Bengals. I mean, I, I definitely showed some promise. So I, I absolutely agree, you know, with all the injuries that they've had at the running back position and on the defensive side of the ball with, with Peters and Fort, just to name a couple, um, you know, that, was a huge, huge momentum boost for the Ravens in the right direction, and you know, coming off that Monday night loss and how they lost oh, yeah. that game to the Raiders, and then to come back and, and win one in close fashion, and and finally get that At hump, home that, too. Yeah, but to get that monkey off their back, to, for Lamar yeah. and, and Harbaugh to finally beat Mahomes and the Chiefs, right. you know, he was 0-3 in his career against the Chiefs. He was 30-5 against all the other teams in the NFL in the regular season. And to finally beat them, um, I, you know, you, you got to feel for the Ravens. You got to be happy for them. Um, you know, is that going to propel them here in, in the long term? Who knows? But it definitely saved their season for the time being, absolutely.
0: Yeah, 100%. And um, to do that at home, too, M&T was packed. Like I wasn't, obviously I wasn't there, but you could hear like just on the broadcast, like, geez, I wish I was at that game. My girlfriend's parents were at that game and I'm jealous, man. I wish I was there. It was packed. Statement went for the Ravens at home. Huge.
1: So let me ask you guys this real quick, you know, just with Lamar as a whole, um, I mean, I, I, I'm starting to come around to him being labeled as, as possibly a, a top five quarterback in this league, maybe a top oh. three quarterback in this league. Now, let Ooh. me ask you this. If, if, you take, if you take quarterback away and you label the position as playmaker, where does Lamar go?
0: Okay. All right. So this is a great conversation. I was having the same conversation with my roommate last night. All right. So I totally agree. Like Lamar can do things that nobody else on the planet can do like especially in football like he's a dominant player he will be for his entire career he makes plays that nobody else can but as a court like all right I'll start to dive into some of the specifics in the game here just along with the same thought like when it comes down it comes down to passing like you thought at the beginning of the game especially in the first quarter like it seemed to me as if Lamar was trying to out throw Patty a little bit like almost like trying to compete with him toe-to-toe. And you're not – nobody in the league right now is going to out-throw Patrick Mahomes, And well that, he had those two picks in the first quarter. And once you saw that, like after those two picks, Lamar, I felt like, started to settle down, obviously, because he didn't have any more turnovers in the game. And he focused more on his running. And once he did that, that was the recipe for success for them. And I like I like the thought process there, like labeling him as – purely a playmaker definitely like probably the best playmaker in the league like especially to win th- lead teams to win single-handedly sure playmaker 100 but uh, as as a quarterback like it just uh, and his passing performance outside of those two picks was not great at all like that jump pass was it what was that that's not a quarterback a play it was a touchdown
1: it was a playmaker play and it was a yeah. touchdown like you said
0: I know but it just it looks so ugly man he's not a quarterback that I would want on my team dude I can't and we've had this conversation I mean Brett 100%. Favre
1: looked terrible in the pocket yeah. you know when he was angry bad now I'm not gonna sit there oh make yeah okay. yet, right. Lamar and Brett Favre but I'm just saying sometimes the unorthodox works
0: yeah no 100% and the way that Har- Hats off to Harbaugh, because he's got this offense designed specifically around Lamar and the strengths of this team as far as the rushing goes, and he knows Lamar isn't a great passer, so he designs the team, and as far as rushing goes, their schemes are better than anybody else in the league, obviously, because they led the league in rushing last year, and they're a Russian-dominant team, but hats off to Harbaugh for being able to run an offense like this through a quarterback that is not really a quarterback,
2: so definitely see and and you and me have argued about this a whole bunch yes he's not the best throw of the football but outside of maybe Tyreek Hill and Derrick Henry I don't think there's a player in the league that I'd rather have with the ball in their hands I think he is you know if like the whole running back joke if he was a running back he'd probably be top three or at least top five he's that elusive plus he's tall and he just he's very smart with his runs especially as a quarterback and this has been talked about for as long as he's been in the league but There's always been a conversation of, you know, he may not be a top like five quarterback, but he's probably a top top five player. And that's like really weird for people to understand. Personally, I have him right around like seven. Kane, I know you probably have him a little bit lower. Yeah, I mean, I I I think
1: I think the other thing that that really stood out with this game is on one side. You have a team that had their best player with the ball with the game on the line. And on the other hand, you had your best player hand off to a player with the game on the line, and you know, like you said, I give big kudos to John Harbaugh for sitting there saying, "Lamar, do you want to go for it?" Yeah, that's and a fourth truth. and one. How about that? And if, and if you don't get it, you know, well, and, and this is my thought process, and I totally agree with Harbaugh. Is if you don't get it, they're going to get the ball, and if you punt to Mahomes with a minute, minute twenty left, they're going right. to go down and get a field goal. I mean. They're not hundred percent, but the odds are in their favor, especially against this Ravens defense that just looks so porous right now.
0: Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I agree. I agree. I, I thought that that was awesome. And it's not the first time that Hardball has done that with Lamar. Like he gives him the confidence that, Hey man, this is your team. You make the call late in the game, fourth and one, are we going for it or not? And I, I love it. I love it. Like this Baltimore team, as much as I like, I don't know why I shit on the Ravens so much. Maybe it's just because they're so close to the Washington. Football of course, team.
1: it's the fan base.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but like there's so many Ravens fans, especially in our like around our stratosphere. That's like
2: 50% of our listeners. So let's not let's not scare everybody off.
0: No, no. I was gonna say, like, I <laughs> no, just, after I'm last night, it, it's hard not to root
1: for the Ravens. Well, and this so. is yeah. speaking of you know, Ravens fans and Ravens listeners, and, and even us, this is my my big question that a lot of people aren't really talking about right now, which, you know, we're in season. So I understand, but when do you extend Lamar? The guy's making like just, he's making less than $2 million right now at the quarterback position. I think it's like 1.7, 1.6, something like that. And the other quarterbacks in that draft, none of them besides Josh Allen have been given that extension. And, you know, when do you, when, or if do you give him that extension?
0: And the thing that I think is scary when it comes to extensions talk, I mean, this is the last thing I'll say before I dive into the more of the specifics of the game and the stats and such. But um Lamar came out and said that he's gonna try and negotiate his own contract.
1: Right, because he he is his own agent.
0: Right, which I think was gonna be a shit show. That is especially for a caliber player like I mean, Lamar. I like, think he gets ooh,
2: paid uh... more than Josh Allen just because it got paid after Josh Allen. I was Agreed. talking about this with a uh, with a friend of mine about Minka, where I want us to pay Minka before Jesse Bates gets paid because if we wait, we're going to have to pay him more than Jesse
1: Bates. It's all about the setting the market. That's exactly yeah. like Mahomes set the market, and then Dak got his contract, and then Allen got his contract. So yeah, it's just it's whoever gets paid is significantly going to. I mean, besides Mahomes, you know, they're always going to yeah, continue no. to make God, that I, I that record this, no. deal. Yeah, not, n- nobody's going to touch Mahomes' deal, but uh, no, I, I think it's definitely an interesting conversation for Ravens fans to have. I mean, the guy's one in three, I think, in the playoffs right now, and that's. The biggest thing that every Ravens fan and any NFL fan can really circle is, you know, you only beat the Titans. You've you've lost to the Chargers. You've lost to the Titans at home and you lost to the Bills away last year. And, you know, you got to get over that hurdle. In my opinion, you got to get to a championship game for me to, to really look at you. As a top five quarterback, I threw that out there. I think the way he's playing right now, he can get into that upper echelon. But until you really showcase it in the playoffs, I don't know if I can really, you know, put you in that category with the the Rodgers and the Mahomes and the Brady's of, of the world. It, it's just Great. so tough to make that argument.
0: Yeah, and I, I was had like I said, I was having this conversation with my roommate last night, and I don't think the Ravens can go to a Super Bowl and win with a team like this, like with I think- a. With an offense set up around Lamar like this, like I don't think they can win a Super Bowl doing this. If they
1: had the defense, if their defense was fully healthy, I think they could. Because you know, and, and we'll jump into another game here in a little while. But you know, the Raiders are a team that now has a stout defense that likes to run the ball, and that's what the Ravens do or have historically done is they've had that stout defense with running the ball, and that's what's been able to you know get them over that hump and win the win those games, especially when they're close. You know, because. Mm-hmm. Ravens fans have noticed it when they go down in the playoffs, that's it. You know, unfortunately because they're not a passing team and they're not a come from behind team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good thoughts. Good
0: talk. Good talk. Um, Let's get into some of the more tiny specifics of this game. A huge reason why that the Ravens came out with a win in this one was their ability to shut down Tyreek Hill. I mean, he had three catches on four targets for only 14 yards and The question going into the game, me and Jaden had a conversation on the pod about it was whether or not they were going to dedicate their energy on defense towards Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. And I think if you're a defense, I think you got to shut down Tyreek Hill every day of the week and twice on Sunday because Travis Kelsey, like, yeah, sure. He'll probably probably get a hundred yards, maybe a couple touchdowns if you dedicate all your energy to Tyreek Hill, which is a hell of a lot of production for a tight end, but you're giving up 250 yards and four touchdowns
2: to Tyreek, if you decide to totally ignore him. So I do, I do like that Travis Kelsey had a 45 yard jog to the end zone. That was hilarious. (laughs) That was impressive. With a Ravens Ravens fan in my living room. That was wonderful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that, Kane, because I think, you know, there's obviously outside of that 45 yard catch, you know, I don't, I don't have the specifics as far as numbers, but I think, Travis Kelsey probably had a, a very mediocre game, especially to his standards outside of that catch. Now, obviously that catch gives him his his typical game, but, you know, if you allow Tyreek to run loose, we saw it within the Cleveland game, you know, with the 75 yard right. touchdown, you're going to have those big plays. Whereas I think you can minimize the big plays if you focus in on Kelsey and, you know, yeah, looking sure. ahead in, to, to the future and, and you know, the, they play the chargers this week, the chiefs do. And it, it'll be interesting to see how the chargers defend that, Um, you know, between Kelsey and Hill, uh, and it's going to be something to watch, like I said, for the rest of the season with every team they face. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
0: I totally agree there, totally agree there. Um, More on the Ravens side that I thought was impressive, Hollywood Brown had a really solid game, six catches on 10 targets, 113 yards, and a touchdown, and I think Hollywood, is he poised for a breakout season? Jaden, I'll start with you. I mean, his relationship with Lamar is quite evident. Like, they seem like best friends. I'm pretty sure they're both from Florida, right? And they I are. Think that's, yeah. yeah. And that's contributed. Like, I think they've got the dynamic to be, pretty, especially with Hollywood being more of a deep threat. Like, he's not, Lamar is not going to throw the out route. Or, like, eh, he's not going to throw to him consistently like you would a normal wide receiver. He needs these deep threat guys to be successful as a passer. You know, it's not the – it's not the Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins just looked dreadful so far
2: this year, I'll say that. Jeez. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, Hollywood Brown? I think that there's a chance. Do I, like – would I be betting on it? Probably not. Just because I don't know how much, like, as much as I've, you know, praised Lamar, do I think he can support a, like, real breakout season for one wide receiver? Not really. But I think Hollywood can give – as far as, like, fantasy goes – I think he's going to be extremely inconsistent, but his highs are going to be really high because he's going to get the big plays. He's going to be kind of like Deshaun Jackson, but he does run a little bit more shorter routes than Deshaun Jackson, where he's going to give you like one big play. We're out here comparing but Hollywood Brown to Deshaun Jackson now. No, no, Not like. I didn't want to get that far. The, not in the <laughs> literal sense. I know he did great things for Washington. So you defend him with oh, all your thanks. heart. Thanks. Um, But. Yeah, I don't know about a breakout, but I think that there will be steady improvement from the past couple seasons.
1: Yeah, I think I I think that you know the Chiefs probably took an approach opposite of what the Ravens did. I think the Chiefs probably honed in on Mark Andrews Mm -hmm. and allowed Hollywood to run loose and. I, I agree. You know, the highs are going to be high, like Jaden said, and, and the lows are going to be low. And, you know, you're going to have those two catches for 15 yards, you know, every couple of weeks, you know, you're, you're going to have that. And I think that when, when Bateman gets healthy, I think Rashad Bateman is going to add to that Ravens uh, wide receiver group. Obviously, like you said, Sammy Watkins, he, you know, I, I thought he had a decent game against the Raiders. Um, Obviously didn't have his best game against the chiefs, but I think when you throw Bateman into that mix too, yeah, it's going to take targets away from hollywood and yeah it'll be interesting to see you know what do we classify as a breakout season is that a thousand yards you know with an extra game now with 17 games that's probably a lot more feasible than it was with that 16 game schedule i i think that he is going to be right there you know we might be talking about 950 we might be talking about 1100 it's going to be somewhere in that realm um but i think that you know he's going to be in that that wide receiver three wide receiver two some weeks conversation um, as far as fantasy is concerned, it's just going to depend on matchups and it's going to depend on game script, you know, With, with this game, they were in a shootout. They had to throw the ball. They were coming from behind, um, mm-hmm. which is obviously very rare for the Ravens. Uh, you know, they, they actually read a stat that was, this is the uh, second largest comeback against the mahomes um, led chiefs team, uh, which was, you know, they were down 11 points with I think 13 minutes left in the game and very, very impressive for the Ravens to be able to do that with the scheme that they run.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. And uh, before we move on from this game, I mean, it's great talk here because arguably the game of the year, like I said already. So a good amount of time spent on this game for a right reason, but the I also Ravens, want to
1: mention the Ravens might have been involved in two games of the years already. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Who would have thought that game of the
0: year would have been? It gets, I like this game a lot better than the Raiders game. I'll tell you for that. sure. I, yeah. I agree.
1: More star power on the. The field.
2: Raiders game right. was just madness, though. Yeah, that was yeah. like. I, I It was a hell of a I week no one, like Monday Oh, night yeah, football. the way to wrap it up, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. The moment. Absolutely that, agree. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. But I want to mention CEH. God damn, man. Jeez, 13 carries, 46 yards, and a fumble in this game, a crucial fumble that basically arguably lost the game for the Chiefs in the end. And he didn't catch one pass yesterday. And this is a running back who in college was – arguably the best receiving back for the time that he was in the, at LSU and in all of college football. I mean, I think there was a stat that came out. I can't remember the specifics of it, but it put it put him in the upper echelon of receiving backs as far as prospects coming out of college. And he hasn't gotten any of that passing production in Casey and I don't know, man, what's the panic meter on CH real quick. Jaden, I'll start with you.
2: Uh Well, I tried to buy low last week. And then I tried to buy even lower this week. Because I even like around draft time, I was thinking, okay, there's something that I can get here, like post hype, he's not being talked about in the way he was last year. So and now people have lost all faith in him after his rookie year. So I was like, yeah maybe, but man, that does, this does not bode well at all. (laughs) I was
1: just going to say with Damian Williams, I mean, it's definitely a piece that they're missing right now. You know, that running game is, is non-existent for the chiefs. I mean, we saw it week one against the, the Browns, you know, it wasn't really there and I get Mahomes is, is the G O D. You know, he is, he is the man when it comes to football, but if you can just put four at the line, and and drop eight and drop seven back each time, if not drop eight back, eventually even God is going to come back, come back down to earth. And that's, that's the one concern that I have with the chiefs is they're, Running game is just non existent. You know, we can look at the defense. We can sit there and say their defense has got a bunch of holes. I mean, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, they've got the star power. Obviously, Matthew with the pick six and, and the other pick um, helped them out a bunch. But I mean, that's that's concern but not as much as the run game. I would say the panic meters pushing that, you know, in between one through 10. I mean, I would put it at almost a, a seven to an eight. I think this is a major concern with the Chiefs going forward. And it just shows you first round running backs might not be worth the risk. You know he was he was drafted right. in the first round. uh The Ravens traded. I, I think they traded Orlando. Was that the Orlando Brown pick or was that that was this past no, year? I think. Yeah,
2: the, yeah. This was that that,
1: that they had that. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, they drafted him in the first round. And you know, you look at the running backs across the league, and how many first round running backs are, are in the starting role? I mean, other than the ones that are, are rookies or, or maybe in Imagine. their second <laughs> year, it's 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 probably Derrick Henry and McCaffrey and. I don't know after that. I mean, you got guys like Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara. Dalvin cook was a second rounder. Um, I mean, guys like that, you know, there you don't have to spend that much on a running right. back in the NFL. And I think it's overhyped at times uh, to, to spend a first round pick on a running back.
0: Jaden's hoping that uh, that's not true with Najee Harris. As yeah. Najee- I saw him flexing in the
1: background.
2: He, he's as hoping a Najee team, Harris As a team and having to hear that, I have heard nothing, but you are an idiot for taking a running back in the first round. But what the way I'm thinking of it, like, yes, a tackle or alignment of some sort would have been great, but a, the three top tackles, Sewell uh, Slater and Darisol Darisol were gone. They went Darisol went right before us. And I honestly think that if Darisol may have, yeah, if Darisol may have fallen to us, we would have definitely taken a lot more time to get that pickup, but, Who's going to help us more right now when we're trying to get Big Ben, you know, a final run? Even though are we going to probably not? But that's what the mindset is in Pittsburgh. And Absolutely. is a tackle gonna a tackle and James Connor going to really help elevate the offense or is Najee Harris with the same line?
1: Right. And 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 that, that's a great point, Jaden, because it does come down to the respective team. You know, did the Chiefs really need Clyde Edwards Edward ALAR? You know, could they yeah, have used a a def- pick. could they have used it on a defensive player? Could they have used it on alignment? Um, you know th- those are the questions that are always going to be there that we'll never have an answer to um, and you know this is me sitting here knocking first round running backs being a Vikings fan in 2007 they drafted Adrian Peterson when I thought they should have drafted Brady Quinn but hey <laughs> you know it-, it worked out for them so I'm not we got saying our any- old heads in the pod today <laughs> I'm now, not, now, now I'm now not are gonna
2: remember that Fran Tarkenton <laughs> there we go
1: um, no I'm not I'm not always going to say you know that the first-round running backs don't pan out I'm saying that there's a lot of risk involved with taking a first-round running back but you're exactly right you know with the Steelers situation with trying to get you know big Ben's on on that clock you know here year, two years at most maybe maybe he's got three you know maybe he'll turn into Brady who knows but um no, we will not but, but, but yeah I, <laughs> I, 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 I I agree with you on that that I think that it was the right pick for the Steelers at this point in time
0: yeah yeah good talk good talk so Let's dive into some of the other games that we have to recap from week two. And I'll start with Thursday night football. Giants, Washington football team. What a game, man. What a game for a Thursday. Not a lot of expectations came out of this game just because it's Washington football team Giants. But as a Washington football team fan myself, I was pretty excited. And it delivered. Washington football team ends up pulling it out 30 to 29. And some of the biggest takeaways from this game. I mean, I've heard it a lot from Giants fans. I've got a lot of Giants fans in my camp over here at Kentucky, but uh, the Giants may have beaten themselves, sure. Crucial offsides call after Dustin, Dustin Hopkins, our kicker, missed the first field goal attempt, and he shanked it. And he almost shanked the extra points after the touchdown to Heineke, uh, well, from Heineke to Ricky Seals-Jones. Which was and, a beam. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful God, throw. I know. I know. I'll get into it. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, Dustin Hopkins misses the first field goal attempt and it was called offsides on the Giants and Hopkins gets another shot at it and wins the game on that kick. So that was awesome. Um, Let's dive into it though. Taylor Heineke, man. And I want to come out with a hot take right now. I think Taylor Heineke can easily lead this team to a division title in this division. Now, Let's, uh, let's dive into the, this analysis of this game, particularly. He went 34 for 46, 336 yards, two tutties, and an interception. I mean, possibly the play of the year all year that we might have was that throw to Ricky Seals-Jones that sealed the game basically for us. I mean, what a dot. What a dot. And a lot of people were saying that it was a hell of a catch versus a hell of a throw, but he couldn't have placed that ball any better. Like you can't put that ball anywhere else in that location where it's not going to get picked off besides where he threw it. So hell of a ball, hell of a ball. I mean, when he caught that pass, I was, I, was I mean, livid. I'm sure I, I,
1: I, when I was watching that live, I thought he was throwing it out of the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. I, I did not think he was looking for a receiver on that ball. And, and I mean, you're, you're right. You know, what a ball. I mean, I, you know, you got to start saying hi, Nicky. You got to yeah. yeah, everybody in Washington's got to be saying it right now because you're right. You know, it, it, this could be the key to to bring them to, to 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 the promised land as far as winning the division. Now, Super Bowl, right. I don't know if that's there yet, yeah. um, but yeah. if but if he's hot, you know, why would you put Fitzpatrick back in if if Heineke stays hot? Oh, no. no. Jaden, I don't know. I don't know your thoughts on him um, as a whole, but I, that, that's just how I feel. If, if he's hot, ride the hot hand.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they should keep him in because he is the sign of upside. Fitzpatrick, like there's upside from week to week, but Heineke could be your guy for a couple years. If you are like going to say, All right, we don't need to draft a quarterback anytime soon because we have Heineke, I don't know if I'm there yet. Just yeah, no, I'm not there. There's a reason why he wasn't drafted and he you know stayed underground for so long. And there have been success stories, but no, I'm just saying
0: in the short term, like he can definitely lead the team, the way this team is built right now, he can lead us to. A division title in a crappy division, like yeah. he doesn't. The bet, what are we gonna say on Heineke? I was just
2: gonna say he's he's accurate. His arm's good enough, right? He moves well enough in the pocket, and you know can do a little bit with his legs. So he's good enough, especially when you've got Gibson, McLaurin. You'll be getting Curtis Samuel back soon enough. Logan Thomas, and then behind that defense, he should be fine. Do I think that their ceiling is any higher than maybe a one playoff victory? No just because he's there and he doesn't give you that elite quarterback play. But he's good enough to game manage and win you games in the regular season. Yeah. yeah. My, My argument bit. for uh, – go ahead, Tyler.
1: I was just going to say, I mean, the uh, the old Dominion product, man, he's a gunslinger. You know, you get the good with the good, but you also have the bad. I mean, he threw the, the crucial pick yeah. that, that almost mm-hmm. – Really and truly, if Dustin Hopkins misses that kick, and mm-hmm. and Lawrence doesn't jump offside, line up off sides, you know, there's a whole debate I know on social media about, oh, did he jump off sides? Was he lined up off sides? Um, but you know, if, if if Hopkins misses that kick and there's no flag, we could be talking about how that was that that pass, that interception, him, that yeah. that led to the Gano almost game-winning field goal, um, would have possibly doomed the the, the the Washington football team because once again, you know, we talk about the Ravens, you know, that win being so big for them to go to one and one same thing you know you drop to oh and two it's it's an entirely different story um you know with your outlook on the rest of the season
0: right right my argument for taylor heineke being our quarterback going forward like despite the pick i know that was a terrible pick late in the game but he doesn't make the big mistakes like for the entire game like he did not he was going through his progressions very well like if the bit if receiver wasn't open he was throwing it away like he's not looking to toss it downfield hope in a prayer, close his eyes and maybe get picked off. Like he's not going to make the big mistakes. He has the support of his teammates. Like Terry has very high hopes of him. I mean, he came out and said this isn't the first time I've said this, but he said, I will take Taylor Heineke as my starter every day and twice on Sunday. Like Chase Young loves him. He's got the swagger. And the biggest thing is our defense is going to keep us in most every game that we play. So we just need the bare minimum from our quarterback. We don't need turnovers. Like we don't, as long as we don't turn the ball over on interceptions and as long as Taylor Heineke doesn't make the big mistakes and just makes the smart plays, like our defense is going to play well enough to keep us in these games. So I really like Heineke going forward. Um, also smaller notes from this game, uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, <laughs> I was talking to giants fans. They made Dan- we made Daniel Jones look better than he ever has in his career so far. And that's sad to say about a defense that coming into this year was regarded as one of the best defenses in the league. So they made them look spectacular. And he, not to mention, he rushed all, for almost hundred yards, ninety-five yards on the ground, and a touchdown. Like,
1: <laughs> and the and the one big run he had, he didn't fall on his face this time. <laughs> so good for Daniel Jones there. You know, he's I, been I, working
0: on it in the offseason.
1: I agree. I thought I thought Daniel Jones played a, a really good game. Um, I think he's like zero six now in primetime games, which mm-hmm. it is what it is. The Giants are zero two for the fifth straight season. I don't know if you knew that or not, but that is just that's just demoralizing to a team because, you know, we've been talking about the 0-2 um, skepticism with with teams going 0-2 and, and their percentage of getting to the playoffs is, is just so slim. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I thought he looked great um, compared to what the rest of the team put out there on the field. Um, I, I thought he was definitely, uh, you know, the, the, the star for the Giants in that game.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, also want to mention Saquon's workload is finally starting to go up. Uh, Week one, he only had 10 carries, for 30 yards. But in week two, he got 13 carries, 57 yards, and he's starting to look a lot more explosive on more of his runs. So they're starting to limit him less. I feel Tyler, I see some uh, some skepticism on your face.
1: Yeah, because he had one big run in which Chase Young chased him down on the big run, which shows me. I don't think Saquon is fully back. I don't know when he's going to get there. I still don't think he is outside of that big run. I mean, I I know you said 13 carries for 57 yards. If I had to guess, he probably had 12 carries for 10 yards on those other 12 runs. So yes, he's getting a little bit more workload, but is he producing is, is the big question mark. And once again, that's a first round running back. If you're, if you're keeping track, but um, that that's just, I, I don't know if he's fully back and the Giants have to have him fully back for them to have a fighting chance. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%.
0: Um, also want to mention Kenny Galladay was a non-factor in this game. Again, he gets three catches on eight targets. They target him eight times in this game, but he only ends up with 38 yards. He was seen screaming at Daniel Jones on the sideline. Like, Ooh, I think Kenny Galladay in New York looks like a problem. Like, I think it's going to be a concern going forward, but they did give him a significant amount of money. So follow the money. They're, they targeted him a lot. He's still been getting a lot of targets. So I think he'll be involved eventually, but he looked bad in that game. So,
1: oh, he didn't got to give he, some
0: credit to the Washington he, football
1: team defense. So. He didn't play all all preseason. Him and Daniel Jones have not been able to get on the same. I mean, like you said, you saw them screaming. Everybody saw them screaming at each other on the sidelines and they haven't been able to build that chemistry at all. Um, You know, will it come this week against a, a, a Falcons defense, which I mean, uh, anybody in college, I feel like <laughs> might be able to throw on right now. Exactly. Um, you know, may, maybe this will be a breakout opportunity for Galladay. Yeah. But yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't see much right now between him and Daniel Jones as far as their chemistry.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's dive into our
0: next game on the
1: slate from week two.
0: And that is Vegas, Pittsburgh, Vegas continues their hot start. They win 26 to 17 and Jaden, I'll just toss it over to you, man. What were your thoughts? <laughs>
2: um, It's, it's not anything that I wasn't expecting. It's we played pretty much the same way against Buffalo. We don't have enough offense. We just don't, it's not there. Big Ben's not there anymore. Naji Harris really couldn't get rolling. The receivers couldn't get rolling. Deontay Her- or yeah, Deontay Johnson injures himself on a meaningless last play. So I don't know what that means for that was four. ridiculous.
0: By the way, that was major yeah. bullshit. That they decided that that was a good play to run at the end of the game. Down like, nine, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna lose the game anyway. Like oh, that was and
2: like I said we don't have the offense why we won against Buffalo was because we got a freak play with a blocked punt that we returned for a touchdown. And that was just enough to put us over the edge, but we don't have enough offense and we didn't have TJ watt for about two and a half quarters to finish the game. We also didn't have to Bush and Hayden both either didn't play like at all, or got hurt at some point throughout the game. I think we're going to get all those guys back for next week though. But when we were missing that many pieces on defense and we're already so far behind on offense, plus we're playing a hot Raiders team. Granted, they did have a nice little 60, 70-yard chunk play to Henry Ruggs that, you know, was their play that pushed them over the edge. Um, it's not good. I think we can bounce back against Cincinnati, but it's it's nothing new. What I saw against Vegas was nothing new. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, mate, I,
1: yeah I was just going to say, I, I think – just on the other side of the of, of the spectrum, you know, with with the Raiders, um, you know, this is the Raiders started two and The last time they started two and was two thousand and two and they made the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that the Raiders are gonna make the Super Bowl, but I do but your think Super
0: that, Bowl run confirmed.
1: <laughs> but I but He's I, I think I do think that the Raiders have had promising starts to seasons under Gruden. Um the reason why I think this might be different is they brought in Gus Bradley in the offseason for their defensive coordinator, and this defense looks completely oh, yeah. different. Um, I mean, Max Crosby obviously has, has definitely cemented himself as, as a premium edge rusher, but you bring in guys like K.J. Wright, um, Quinton Jefferson, Corey Littleton, uh, Casey Hayward. These are veteran guys who are going to add to this team. And, you know, I think we talked about it uh, in, in, in the pre run before the podcast as far as, um, you know, running the ball maintaining the clock and then having that that defense to solidify it as well and the Raiders have got it right now um you know I mean I know Josh Jacobs has been a little banged up he didn't play in this game and and Kenyon Drake played but I I really like this Raiders team um Derek Carr you know you talk about Heineke having the locker room I don't know if there's another quarterback out there I mean you know you can make the argument for Mahomes and some of these guys, but the guy has charisma. The guy overtakes the locker room. He's got the support of all his players. If you heard him say when he threw that game-winning touchdown last week to, uh, to Zay Jones, he said, that's the guy that comes into the locker right. room. He's the first one there, the last one to leave, and mm-hmm. just gave him big kudos for that. And that's the type of guy that you want leading your team. So, you know, I'm not going to sit there, like I said, and say the readers are going to make the Super Bowl, but I do think that they've got a very good recipe, barring injuries, to, to make a deep run this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Derek Carr looks like like you said, he looks phenomenal so far this year. He almost had 400 yards passing and two touchdowns. But I think the big question for me, as far as Derek Carr's production goes, like, does he have the supporting crew outside of Darren Waller to continue this sort of production? Because you've got Darren Waller, who you can easily run the defense through. But if Waller shut down, I mean, you got Ruggs, who had the big game on Sunday, but has not done anything significant prior to that. You know, and you got Hunter Renfro and you got uh, Brian Edwards. But is this really a crew that can lead a team into a playoff run? Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like, it's
1: it's, it, it's I, I the first guy you mentioned is is who it's going to depend on is Henry Ruggs. Uh, you know, this guy that came out of Bama, you know, he's part of those. Bama receiving cores with Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle, and, and the list goes on and on. But this is a guy that was a first-round pick. This is a guy that was expected to come in be the number one wide receiver. And the biggest knock that he's got is he has not been physical. And is he going to be physical? He's a smaller body wide receiver, but he's going to have to perform big for them to have an offense. Like you said, if if Waller gets shut down, he's got to be the guy, in my opinion, that steps up. I know Edwards has got the body. I know Edwards had a great end of the fourth quarter against the Ravens in overtime. Um, But other than that, you're right. He's kind of been non-existent as well. So I think, yeah, it it depends on what rugs is going to do as how far that offense can go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh, to say about their offense, (laughs) they don't have the offensive line that they had last year where you can just run all game. And hopefully that's enough. They completely blew up their offensive line. They take Leatherwood who was probably the worst player picked in the first round. uh, And Jacobs is banged up that you have Kenyon Drake there, but Peyton Barber finished. like had like 13 carries for 32 Mm -hmm. yards. Kenyon Drake had like five for nine
0: carries. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, They don't have that anymore. So now it's pretty much all on Derek Carr. And this might be the best receiving core he's had outside of the one or two seasons that he played with Amari Cooper. As bad as this is, this is probably the best he's ever had.
1: Whether it so, was Tyrell Williams or, or whoever yeah. he's had in the past. Yeah, no, I, I totally Aguilar agree. And- Agu- Agu- Aguilar, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I agree with Jaden with, with the offensive line, you know, I think they lost 60% of their offensive line from last year. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you wonder when that's going to come into effect against a, a team that is going to be able to, to pass rush. Like you said, TJ Watt was out for two and a half quarters and he made a big play. I know you you referenced the Buffalo game, you know, he made a big play in that Buffalo game as well. And uh, you know, you were, you were waiting for that big play from, from the Steelers defense, and it just didn't come in this game.
0: Yeah. Right, right, right. All right. Let's move on to our next game that we have to cover. And that is Arizona, Minnesota, And we've got a rightful Minnesota fan in-house with us today, and that is Mr. Tyler North. And they lose a close one. Brutal. 34-33, to Arizona
1: pulls it out. What are your thoughts? Just ouch, man. Just just add it. (laughs) You know, whether it's Gary Anderson in 98 missing it against the Falcons to go to the Super Bowl, whether it's Blair Walsh missing a 27-yarder against the Seahawks in the playoffs – Now it's Greg Joseph missing a game-winning kick, also missing an extra point. I mean, the the list goes on and on for the Vikings. The Vikings have not had a good kicker in since Ryan Longwell, probably back when they made an NFC championship run with with, with Brett Favre, um, the Vikings could very easily be 2-0. You know, if Dalvin Cook doesn't fumble against the Bengals in overtime, I mean, granted, it'd take a Greg Joseph kick, funny enough to win the game. Um, but they, if he makes that field goal and let's say that he makes this one against Arizona, you know, the Vikings are 2-0. Um, there are some good takeaways, uh, you know, I think. Nobody's really talking about Kirk Cousins. I know he got $89 million guaranteed. I know there's been so much criticism with him. He played a very good game, in my opinion. Adam Thielen's Mm -hmm. got three touchdowns in two games. Um, You know, just continues to produce at the wide receiver position. Jefferson hasn't been as strong of late. I know I think he had like 65 or 66 yards in the touch this week. Um, He hasn't been as strong as late. Vikings were also missing Anthony Barr. Uh, You know, that's a big part of the defense because you pair him up with Eric Kendricks and Daniel Hunter and and Michael Pierce, Tomlinson, and those guys. It's, it's a pretty solid defense. I do worry about the defense, you know, having Mike Zimmer as your coach, you should have a strong defense and it just hasn't been there. Um, They're going to get Darryl back at some point with the offensive line, but I think there's some, a lot of positives to take away from this game. And, you know, he makes that kick that this, this narrative or this, this story that we're saying after the game is completely different, but um yeah it's just excuse my language same shit different year with the vikings you know it just it just continues and i you know that that's just my i guess you can say biased opinion um from the vikings perspective the cardinals look look great you know i i I know that i think kane i think you've gotten your notes mvp for kyler i think he's probably in the front runner it's either him or the old man dan in tampa right now um that, that i think are the top two i mean you could possibly make an argument for Lamar right now and Mahomes um, but I would say Kyler and and uh, and Brady are, are the top two right now for the MVP and I mean the receiving core there is just ridiculous you throw Rondell Moore into this I watched that guy at Purdue and he's lit up Ohio State on a Saturday night I remember in and, and every game that he was playing and he was just electric you could put him at punt return run a wide receiver screen he gets 20-25 yards and he's showcasing it now in the in the nfl new coppkins yeah. is going to do do what he does um chandler jones was held in check this week i know after the explosive game that he had against tennessee he did not explosive have
0: to put it lightly
1: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have as as much this week but um i think the cardinals are a legitimate super bowl threat um and the other thing that division that division seven and one combined the only loss is seattle against uh against tennessee this past week so I I mean you can take the Rams to win the Super Bowl, the Seahawks, you could take um uh, the the Cardinals, Niners, pick your poison right now with that division. It is loaded out there in the NFC West.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um other notables from this game, some takeaways. You already mentioned Kyler. I mean, this MVP MVP campaign is no joke. He goes for 400 yards passing, three touchdowns. He did throw two picks, but he also had a rushing touchdown to throw in the mix. So, I mean, he's a number one overall pick doing number one overall pick things. So, I like it. I like it. You also mentioned Rondell Moore. It might be something special, man. Seven catches on eight targets. He led the team this week in targets. Finished with 114 yards and a touchdown. Now, the majority of the yards came on an electric 77-yard touchdown catch. But still, I mean, they might have something special in Rondell Moore. Also wanted to bring up some uh, a concern that I have personally with you. Why the <laughs> hell – does Dalvin cook always pretend to have a season ending injury goes off to the injury tent. It's all over Twitter. And it's like, I'm sweating because I, every year I invested in Dalvin cook in fantasy, like ever since three years ago, I love the man, but why does he do this to fantasy managers? Like you got to tell me, man.
1: I mean, you're going to get the 22 carries 131 yards, six yards of carry, but you're also going to have that. And, and I totally agree. He's a very, very fragile running back. Uh, I mean, you'll see him explode for, 10, 12 yards on a run, but then you'll see him on the next play get stood up in the backfield and have to go out of the game, like you said, possibly going to the tent with an injury. And you know, back in his rookie year when he tore his ACL, I think it's Vikings fans are just frightened every time he goes down, whether or not it's 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 his other ACL or is this another uh, you know a terrible injury that we could be uh, have proposed with here in the future. So um, yeah, you know, he he got stood up at the line and then had to go to the tent and then he came back. I think the next series and it's just it's it's it happens every single game i think he comes out for a couple plays and you gotta question the durability with dalvin cook um i know the vikings gave him a a long-term lucrative contract at at the beginning of last season and you know the guys performed i can't take anything away from him in that regard but the durability is a big question mark and uh you know if he is injured madison comes in alexander madison love him Uh, he's a great great backup uh complimentary running back can he take the reins and be a starter remains to be seen Um, but I, I, I think there are some, uh, a lot of questions, a lot of concerns around Dalvin's health and his durability going forward, especially we're in a 17 game season now, you know, it's not 16 and that one extra game can always make the biggest difference. I mean, we're talking about these games coming down to one point, a couple points here and there, and this is, these are the one games that we're talking about. So who knows if that can play a factor, if he's out for three or four games toward the end of the season, when knock on wood, hopefully they're trying to make a playoff run.
0: Yeah. Um, for Dalvin Cook managers, fantasy managers, people who own him, um, you you mentioned Alexander Madison. I mean, he is one of the top insurance policies in fantasy football.
1: Like, I get him. Yeah, if, if yeah, you have 100%. Dalvin, I would I would do what you can to trade for Madison now because. I'm not. I hate wishing injuries on anybody. I'll never do it. Uh, I mean, I don't like Aaron Rodgers, and I'll leave it at that. But um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, wait, wait,
2: you can't just leave it at that. I mean, man. I I understand just the oh, division. I'm, thing, I'm a Vikings I'm a huge guy. I have I have oh, watched Rodgers yeah, tear, tear us fan. up year yeah.
1: any year out. I. Uh, I can't, I can't stand. I Jay Cutler is definitely the worst of the group that, that Vikings fans can, can address. Um, but Rogers is right up there, but yeah, I would absolutely, you know, if you have Dalvin and fantasy, I would, you know, trade, if you've got a fringe bench player right now, I I'd possibly, if you've got, you know, a three wide receiver in a flex league and you've got four or five really good wide receivers, I probably trade one of them for Alexander Madison just to have it because I'm telling you one of these games, he's going to start and Dalvin's right. going to be out.
0: Yeah, no, totally agree with you there. Um, let's dive into the last game, the last primetime game that we'll cover. And that is Dallas and Chargers in the 430 window. Dallas ends up pulling it out 20 to 17. And the biggest takeaways from this game, Ezekiel Elliott might lose his starting job. I mean, I think it's a legitimate concern. I mean, Zeke had 16 carries in this game, 71 yards and a touchdown. But Tony Pollard look at, looks absolutely phenomenal. He had 13 carries, which is just about matching the workload that Zeke got for 109 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he just looks better than Zeke does. Like, Zeke is running into the asses of his offensive line, and Pollard is actually seeing the holes and going right through them. Pollard has always been held in super high regard, like, in the same respect that Alexander Madison is. Like, he's one of the top insurance insurance policies in fantasy. So, But now it's a whole different discussion. Like, Jaden, I'll start with you. Do you think Tony Power can take over this job by the end of the year or maybe even sooner?
2: Well, as as the Cowboys enthusiast that you are, I know that this is giving hey, you. Hey, don't heart call attack. me a Cowboys enthusiast. I, mean, I own a lot
0: of players in fantasy, as far as Cowboys go. I'm invested. You in the have Cowboys to be a Cowboys here, but don't ever, five don't ever say that, bro. Don't ever say that about me. A Dallas Cowboys enthusiast—that makes me sick. Anyway, Drafted continue. Five Cowboys, Kane.
2: Okay? Um, Pollard looked good. Do I think it's over for Zeke? No, just because they owe him a lot of money. I feel like they're just, they'd just be wasting, especially this year. Like they're not going to cut him midseason. He's going to play throughout the season. And they're probably, no, but like they're going to play him. I don't know if it's going to be 50 50, because if it's 50 50, both of them kind of become obsolete as far as like your top end running backs. And that's a huge waste of draft pick if you took Zeke in the first round. But I don't know, man. I've, Zeke's still the more talented back. I just can't. I can't see Pollard not on overtaking. Sunday and not so far this year. I can't see him overtaking that job fully. I don't know if it's just what I know from the past. I just can't see him fully losing his job to Tony Pollard. Fair. Yeah,
1: Tyler, I, what I, you think, think? I, I think I, I do agree with Jaden. I think that Zeke is, is, is still the back there um, for now for right now, you know, you, you know, we hop into week seven, week eight, if we're still having this conversation, then yeah, you, you probably are going to take Tony Pollard at that point. Um, I do think a couple other things just to keep in mind, they played the Rams and they played the chargers chargers, kept Gibson in check the Rams uh, in, in week one, obviously. I mean, the, the Buccaneers, excuse me, they're, they're playing the Rams this week, the Buccaneers kept uh, a, a Zeke in check week one. And uh, I didn't hear much out of Mike Davis this week and quarter Patterson. Patterson. Um, so I think that they have played two pretty stout run defenses. Um, so I think that some things might open up for Zeke here in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, at some point in time, you got to wonder if you're McCarthy, you know, when do you ride the hot hand with, with, with Tony Pollard? Because, he's not a third down back anymore. You know, he's taken first down, second down carries as well. And, you know, it might be a series by series who's who's got the hot hand game by game. And it, it might be a running back by committee before we know it. But for right now, I I agree with Jaden. I think that Zeke is a more talented back. And I I think that he's going to, to keep that position at, for the time being. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Let's dive
0: into some of the other takeaways from this game. Um, CD. Appears as though he has taken over the prime receiving duties in the absence of Michael Gallup. This is good news for me because I am a huge CD believer this year. I mean, I've been very prominent about it on the podcast. I love CD. He was arguably the most talented wide receiver. I mean, the Cowboys didn't even want to take him when it came down to it, but they only took him because they couldn't believe he fell that far. And he's he's proven that he is everything that he was taught it chalked up to be, I mean, he had eight catches on nine targets in this game for 81 yards and Amari Cooper, everybody, everybody wants to be so high on Amari Cooper and think that like, Oh, CD isn't even the best receiver on his team by a long shot. Like that's ridiculous. Amari had three catches on five targets,
2: 24 yards in this game. Jaden, are you still sleeping on CD lamb? Yes, of course I am. Wow. Dude, he's, he's definitely not the most talented. I still think Amari is the best receiver on that team. I will stand by that. I don't – I feel like there shouldn't be this conversation happening right now. Amari Cooper on his own team without CD Lamb there is one of the seven or eight best receivers in football. He's one of the best separators in football with – I think you know, CD is seven. starting to
0: put himself into that conversation though. Like I know it's early, okay? I know. Yeah, and I the drops sure. are a problem. But he's uh, – like as
2: far as talent goes,
0: I mean, know, he's, and he's loves definitely him a lot super more. talented.
2: I think a two-game sample size is, you know, last week it was Amari. So now you can't be like, oh, well, now they love CD more after one week. Slow down with that. I think the Cowboys receiver room, especially once Gallup comes back, it's going to be very similar to Tampa Bay, where any week you could have one of them give you, like, great production, and they any week they could also give you awful production and lose you a game. So do you want to try and have that on your team? I think, though, the Cowboys, if you're going to, like – if you're going to be crazy and invest in all three Cowboys wide receivers versus all three Bucks wide receivers, I think you'd be better off doing the Cowboys just because Amari and CD are far in front. Whereas there's it's three equally talented receivers in Tampa Bay.
1: Right. Well, and the um, other thing, I think that Tampa's got a tight end, whereas yeah. I don't think Dallas uses a tight end as much. And the other thing that that really stood out in this game was, you know, Dak went 23 or 27, very accurate. But 237 yards. So mm-hmm. you're only allowing, you know, when you don't have those 350, 400 yard game, which he had, I think, what five or six straight of 350 plus. Um, you're going to have those games where one of those wide receivers is going to not be able to produce as much just because there isn't the amount mm-hmm. of targets and there isn't the amount of yards that are being dispersed. And no yeah. touchdowns. And no touchdowns. And and I, I I I sit here and wonder how did the Cowboys win this game because
2: that Herbert Herbicotic. throws
1: her 12 Chargers had 12 penalties for 99 yards Herbert threw two interceptions in Dallas territory including one in the end zone that, that's at least six points right there taken off the board and then their kicker missed a field goal right before half a 44 yarder that's nine points taken off the board for the Chargers right there They dominated time of possession and and I just sit here and wonder how did how did they win this game and at the end of the game um McCarthy what was he thinking I mean, he he had the ball, I think, on yeah. the Chargers 41 with 35 seconds left and two timeouts. And he runs a three-yard run play to Tony Pollard and then lets the clock go down to two seconds to attempt a 56 yarder. Why are you not trying to get closer?
2: Well, they were doing the same thing on when they were on the Cowboys side of the field. They were like, oh, okay, we're just gonna walk on up the field now. And they luck they I mean, I wouldn't call it luckily, but they got like a 15-yard play to be able to move themselves into Chargers territory, but they were just like walking up the field with inside two minutes they still had timeouts they were keeping them in their pocket with no hurry at all they were I, supreme confidence in themselves i guess to get into field goal position but i think one of the main problems with the chargers coming down the stretch was that huge herbert penalty which got called an intentional grounding or he was down by you know not being able to move forward but it was a second goal from the five that got moved to a third and goal from the 30
1: yeah. I think they ruled him down instead yeah. of intentional grounding, And he was still moving back. Like both players were still moving. It, it, he, the, the Dallas defender hadn't grasped him yet to yeah. be able to rule him down. And that was, that was very confusing. And, you know, back to the kick, the 56 the yarder that won the game, how do you have that much confidence in your kicker when a week ago he missed, he missed what two, two, two yeah. or three against Tampa Bay. I, I just look, once again, it's the NFL, so this is the storyline that we have. But had he missed that kick, it goes to overtime Chargers win the game. We could be talking about Mike McCarthy not knowing how to time manage and the Cowboys being 0-2 at this point. And I
2: mean maybe the job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that Mike McCarthy's coaching is being called into question, especially after last year. So Agreed. all right. Let's hop into week three, man. We got another week of football ahead of us. It's exciting stuff. And I'll first start off. We're just covering this game just because it is the closest game to us. I mean, it is a terrible game, but it is Thursday Night Football. It's kicking off the week, and that is Carolina at Houston this week. The spread for this game, Carolina is favored by eight. The money line, Carolina, Carolina minus Carolina 420, Houston plus 320. And my pick for this game, I'm taking Carolina on the spread and the money line. Jaden, what you got?
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't trust – anything about the texans but much less davis mills i think i will stand by what i said in our division outlooks or whatever he was the worst pick of the draft not because he's a bad player but because they will certainly be in position to draft the quarterback this year um and carolina's looked great so far they have looked fantastic the defense full of a bunch of young players that were relatively high draft picks they hit on a lot of their lower draft picks too looks great. Arguably
0: the best defense
2: in football so far. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of the things um, that Carolina did not this past draft, but last year uh, 2020 draft was they did not draft an offensive player. They drafted all defensive players, uh, which you very rarely ever see. I mean, every single pick was a defensive player and it's coming to fruition as you can see right now. Um, I think this is a team that is sneakily going to make a playoff run um, I definitely think that they could get, cause the NFC now has seven wildcard spots and those NFC West teams are going to eventually start beating up on each other. And I think that could open the door for Carolina to, to make a playoff push and, you know, we talk about in sports a lot of times with guys needing to go to a different destination or different location. And I mm-hmm. think Sam Darnold might be the exact example that we're looking for with that because the guy has looked great so far. He's relied on Christian McCaffrey. I know that, you know, he hasn't exploded like we have seen from McCaffrey in the past, but I, I think it'll come. I don't think it's anything to yeah. worry about, but having Robbie Anderson and, and having um, DJ Moore to your disposal is, is great. Former Turk, Love, love yes, DJ sir. Moore. But um, and he's used Dan Arnold, his tight end. He's used him a lot this year as well. But I think um, I think Sam Darnold is, is having a, a rejuvenation and sort of a renaissance to his career down and uh, down in Charlotte for sure. Yeah, 100 percent. So uh, to be clear, you're taking Carolina on the spread and money line. I am. I am. I, I was looking at some stuff today. And, and if you want to dabble with a little teasers or something like that, I, I like teasing Carolina down six points to to minus two and partnering them with the Cardinals um, against the Jags. I think that's a very safe uh, teaser parlay that, that, that I would look into this week as um, partnering Sweet. Carolina and, and Arizona together. But just for this game in particular, yeah, I think Carolina minus eight um, with David Mills starting um, I, Houston won their first game because Trevor Lawrence just turned the ball over too damn much. Um, And and I think that was kind of a fluke game. And I think the Jags are the Jags and urban Meyer, isn't going to change much there. Um, So yeah, I think Carolina minus eight is is, I'm not going to say a, a lot. Yeah. I'm not going to say that word. I'm not going to say that word, but uh, (laughs) I I, I do like the minus eight there for sure. and, And obviously the money line. Right. Right. Yep.
0: Totally agree there. And I thought those were some solid thoughts on Sam Darnold. I mean, imagine being like Adam Gase was totally toxic. I mean, it was made clear a, numerous times with numerous players. I mean, they all came out and said that Adam Gase was an absolute train wreck. Of a is it Adam
1: Gase or is it just the Jets in general? Oh, it's
2: definitely just the Jets. I, I mean, would I've,
1: argue that Zach Wilson already needs a new environment. <laughs> I, I've uh, going to to college at University of Maryland. You know, I've got a ton of friends that are that are Jets fans and. I hear the same thing every year about how they've got a quarterback coming in it's going to be good and and i st- still do believe in, in in zach wilson i think that um yeah. you know going going against the patriots defense is it's just tough it's tough um right. and, he, and he came alive in that second half of the carolina game and, and i do think that zach wilson will be okay um you're, you're going to have the early season struggles but uh yeah i think sam darnold is is i'm not going to say comeback player of the year but uh, i i do think that he's having a, a great start to his uh campaign down there in carolina and i think he's partnered Really well with Matt rule. I think Matt rule is going to turn into one of the the great coaches in this league.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it. And let's not forget Sam Darnold, former top five pick. So let's dive into our next game on the slate. And that is on Sunday, Washington at Buffalo at one o'clock and thanks to watch in this game. Can the Washington football team defense continue to hold Josh Allen in check? I mean, Josh Allen so far this year has compared to what Josh Allen should be doing and usually does. He's been held in check. I mean, 449 yards, three touchdowns and an interception so far. Um, A lot of the offensive production against the Miami came on the ground. Uh, Zach Moss had two rushing touchdowns himself. Uh, Devin Singletary had a rushing touchdown. I mean, Josh Allen has been held in check, but Washington football team so far this year they're a bottom 10 defense against the pass so and they made Danny Dimes and Herbie look unstoppable like Justin Herbert looked absolutely phenomenal against us and so did Daniel Jones so I think if Josh Allen is going to have a good game sadly I think it's here but um also a thing to note in this game who will emerge as some of Taylor Heineke's favorite targets I mean on Thursday it was Terry McLaurin 11 catches 100 yards and a touchdown but He also spread the ball around a little bit. Logan Thomas had seven targets. Adam Adam Humphreys had eight targets. Uh, J.D. McKissick was heavily involved in the receiving game. So it'll be interesting to see going forward, like for the rest of the season, who are Taylor's guys going to be. And I just mentioned it. Will J.D. continue to be involved in the receiving game? This is more directly related to Antonio Gibson. Uh, J.D. had five catches, 83 yards versus the Giants. Now, Gibby was limited fairly enough because he had a shoulder injury going into the game. So he was kind of limited, but JD having production in the receiving game in Washington is not out of the norm. He did a lot last year. So for Gibby owners, I'm nervous because I think JD could be heavily involved in the receiving game. Yeah. I just traded for, I just traded for Gibby yesterday. What, well, what was it? It was like, yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah, in one of my leagues, so I'm I'm starting to start to fear, starting to fear a bit. Um. Anyway, let's get into the spread for this game. Buffalo is minus eight and a half on the spread. The money line Buffalo minus four hundred. Washington Football Team plus three ten. Uh, my pick for this game, I'm taking Washington Football Team on the spread plus eight and a half. I think they'll cover that for sure. Just because we'll be we'll hold it close enough. We'll hold it close enough, and uh, I'm taking
2: Buffalo on the money line though minus four hundred. Jaden, what you got? Oh, so, okay. I, I'm taking Buffalo. I think this is going to be some – I don't – not a wake-up call, but, like, a our defense is not as good as it was supposed to be game in Washington. I don't – I think Buffalo is actually going to beat them pretty well because even though they just beat the crap out of the Dolphins, I think they're still pissed about losing to Pittsburgh. This is a team <laughs> that was supposed to have Super Bowl expectations, and then when you come out and lose week one – Yeah, that that was not what they were expecting at all. And they get another relatively tough defense this week. But Chase Young has had four pressures in two games. This is not what we were expecting for somebody that was, you know, maybe a dark horse to. I'm not worried about relevant, relatively relevant defensive player of the year candidate. I'm
0: not worried about Chase Young.
2: I'm not extremely worried about Chase Young, but it's not. I thought he was going to come out of the gates fast hard he was going to you know grab a couple of sacks in the first two weeks and like you know maybe make his case to be a defensive player of the year and one of the best defensive players in football this early in his career and I just haven't seen that just from the Washington defense as a whole I mean you allow a giants team that has a fourth of saquon barkley to score almost 30 points
0: no our defense looked dreadful against the giants I mean I I kind of like what you're saying as far as like betting with my head goes like I think this is going to be a wake up call as far as the defense goes like we are not as good as we think we are but um I'm still taking Washington football team on the spread like eight and a half that's a decent spread Tyler what you got.
1: (laughs) yeah um i like i like the eight and a half uh i think it can be a 14 point game late washington scores a touchdown loses by seven i could see something like that as far as like a backdoor cover um i do think that uh, buffalo does win this game i do Mm -hmm. think this this line is a little inflated by last week buffalo wins 35 nothing washington escapes against the giants um couple things. A, I think it was a short week for Washington, um, and I think their defense was kind of gassed after that Chargers game. Uh, now they've got 10 days to prep for Buffalo, so I think that the defense will be more rested, and I think they will come up ready to go. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I think this is going to be yeah. something like a 21 a 21- 14 i mean Mm -hmm. a a 17 10 type of game i I don't think there's going to be a ton of points here um i would look for logan thomas to have a big game uh i I think that he's going to come up big i think the middle of the field for buffalo is going to be wide open um i think they're going to devote a lot of time to gibson mckissick and mclaurin uh which i Mm -hmm. think is going to leave logan thomas wide open i still think buffalo wins i think they're they're kind of out to prove a point like you said after the week one loss um that they are still a super bowl contender but it's not to say that washington isn't a contender in their own i I think that this game like i said is a little inflated just because of, of everything that happened last week
0: yeah no i like it and um like i mentioned earlier our defense is going to be good enough to keep us in almost every game. So we're not going to, I can't see us getting blown out all year. Like, I don't think we're going to get blown out by anybody like close, close losses. Sure. But I don't think we're going to get blown out. by
1: anybody. No, It's not all to year. say that, that this game doesn't end 21 seven, you know, something like that. Like I, 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 I like Heineke. I'm wondering if he's riding the high right now. Um, and then he goes into a ruckus atmosphere uh, in, in Buffalo and kind of a wake up call there. Um, but I still think they've got enough on offense to claw out that eight and a half. And, you know, these are just predictions. It could definitely go the other way for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's move on to our next game. And that is chargers at Kansas city at the one o'clock window. Things to watch in this game. Can CH finally have his breakout game. Can he come out of the rut that he's been in? I mean, the chargers haven't done the greatest against running backs so far this year. They have allowed the third most rushing yards to, any, all the running backs this year. Um, also, another thing to watch in this game, like you mentioned earlier, it'll be interesting to see what who the Chargers dedicate to on defense. It'll either be Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. I mean, the Ravens showed what a Chiefs offense can look like if you limit Tyreek Hill the whole game. So it'll be interesting to see what the Chargers do on defense. Also, can Mike Williams continue to produce? I mean, I love Mike Williams. I'm a huge fan He did great things last week. He did great things this past week. Like, I like Williams a lot, but it'll be interesting to see if he continues to be one of Justin Herbert's favorite targets right alongside Keenan Allen. Um, The spread for this game, Kansas City is favored by 6.5, so it's minus 6.5. The money lines, Kansas City is minus 320, Chargers plus 250. Um, For my picks, I'm taking Chargers on the spread. I think they cover... And I'm taking Kansas city 320 on the money line. Tyler, what you got?
1: Yeah. um, I'm probably in the same boat as you, uh, as far as chargers with the six and a half, if you can get that extra point up to seven, I would, um, just because you don't want to get screwed over by that half a point. Um, I still still think Kansas city wins arrowhead crowds going to be ruckus, uh, funny enough, I'll actually be in attendance at that game and uh, expect a shootout. Uh, these are two teams coming off losses. These are two offenses. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs didn't have the ball for an extended period of time. So you know Mahomes is going to want to come out and light it up. And then on the other end of the spectrum, the Chargers should have won that game against the Cowboys. And you know that they're going to be pissed off, ready to roll as well um, against the Chiefs defense. Like I said, that's been very porous, giving up, I think, 29 points and 36 points uh, in their two games so far. So um, I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. I think you can look for something in the 45 41 type of range. Um, I, I expect a lot of points in this game. And uh, yeah, I think that the, the Chiefs are going to hone in on, on Eckler and hone in on Keenan Allen, which is going to open up some stuff for Mike Williams. Uh, I think Mike Williams is going to continue his terror that he's on right now to start the season. And, and I don't see him slowing down in this game whatsoever. So yeah, I take Chargers with the six and a half. If you can get it to seven, get it to seven. Uh, but I think ultimately Kansas City wins the game.
0: Yeah. Totally agree with you there. Jaden, what you got?
2: I really want to take the Chargers, like, to win this game. I really do. But I just – I think it's going to end up being whoever has the ball last. And in a game like this, like you said, it's it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a lot of points scored. I think Herbert is going to go toe for toe with – or toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes almost all game because he is ridiculous. Like, just watching him play, some of the stuff that he does, it's – it's nuts. Like you said against Washington, it, it looked like he put it in the perfect spot, with perfect yeah. velocity, every single throw. And do I think that they have enough firepower on offense to keep up with the Chiefs? Probably not, but I think they cover, but Kansas City's probably, I'd probably take them if I was betting on it. I'm taking Kansas City, but. You're feeling know, good just, about the Chargers this week. Huh? I really like the Chargers. I like the Chargers all year.
1: No, I I, love- I I I agree with you, Jaden. I think the Chargers could definitely win this game. I I think it can come down to the who has it last. I think it can come down to a, a fumble or a turnover here or there. Kicker possibly missing a kick, and and that's where I give the the advantage to the Chiefs. I take Bucker over. Is it Viscaino? Is that the Chargers kicker? Yeah, they just
2: Cut Badgley. A
1: yeah, couple weeks ago. So so it, when it comes down to a close game like that, I'm going to take whoever has the edge at kicker, and obviously Mahomes at Arrowhead in September. I mean, what more can you say?
0: Right. Right. And uh, I will say, like you guys were saying, Justin Herbert has looked phenomenal this year. I think his two picks were abnormal last week. Like, I think he's going to be great. And I think you can make an argument that he might win MVP this year. Not not by how he's been playing so
2: far this year. But, you know, I like it. The only thing is, though, that they do play the AFC North this year. Cause we obviously have them so they will have to play Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, three very tough defenses. He's gonna have three games against three teams that will always well, do well.
1: And then you got four games against Denver and Oakland that you got yeah. to throw in there as well. So he's got some tough defenses, but uh in this game I I think the numbers are going to be through the roof for both quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Um all right
1: let's dive into our next game on the slate and
0: that is in the 430 window. Tampa Bay at the L.A. Rams. It's going to be a hell of a game. Things to watch. Can Brady continue an historic pace as an old man against a hell of a Rams defense? But Tom Brady has done a hell of a thing this year. 655 yards and nine, t- nine tutties through two weeks. That is insane. What production? But I mean, he's got a hell of a matchup in the Rams defense this week. Uh, another thing to watch. Who's Jalen Ramsey going to cover in this game? Like, is he going to switch assignments? Will he be dedicated to one person in general? Like, I'm not sure how it's going to shape out. I mean, you've got to either cover Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. I mean, he's not going to get put up on Gronk, obviously. But you got to cover one of those three guys, and whoever you don't cover is going to go off. But it'll be interesting to see who Jalen Ramsey does cover in this game or if he switches assignments. Another thing to watch in this game, uh, will the Gronk and Tom duo continue to dominate as it did for many years before? I mean, Gronk has two touchdowns in back-to-back games. I love what he's doing so far. I mean, I, I want him on my fantasy team. I can't seem to get him, but I, I like Gronk this year. I love what he's doing. And it's good to, how reminiscent, like, I love the nostalgia, man, with Gronk and Tom. Like, it just, it just brings me back. That's football right there, 100% um also to watch in this game can sony michelle take over the backfield if henderson is out um henderson he suffers has suffered a rib cartilage injury on sunday and he's questionable going into this week um sean McVay said that sony michelle is going to get a lot of work if henderson does in fact end up being out and he also said that jake funk would be pretty involved this week we got the funk baby let's go terps yeah man that's what i'm talking about dude I love Jink Funk. It's funny because we, I actually reached out to him on Instagram, like at the towards the beginning of the season. I forgot that happened. Yeah, I reached out to him on Instagram towards the beginning of the season to see if we could get him on the pod, but uh, I he was in the middle of training camp, so I guess he's got bigger things to worry about.
1: (laughs) Oh come on! What's bigger than the pod? Come on!
0: Yeah, exactly. Blitz and buckets. Who would pass? A couple of guys back home. I know. Ridiculous. Just some Terps fans wanted to have him on, but whatever. He got to be on NFL
2: Network. Why would he want to come on and be with us?
0: (laughs) I can never throw shade on Jake Funk. He could deny me 100 days out of 100. I'm not not throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. Um, The spread for this game. Let's hop into the betting. Uh, Tampa Bay is favored by one. So it's Tampa Bay minus one. Uh, The money line, Tampa Bay minus 20 Rams plus 100. My pick for this game. It'll be interesting to see what your guys' picks are. But uh, my pick, I'm taking Tampa Bay on the spread and the
2: money line. Jaden, what you got? Uh, my mind tells me Tampa Bay. My heart tells me the Rams. And I went with my mind in the last game, so I'm going to go with my heart on this one. Give me the Rams. They've looked great through the first two weeks. I know that the score was closer than – you know, you would have liked it to have been last week, but they had a play where they snapped it and try, or tried to snap it to their punter and it bounced off a blocker's leg and Indy went and just walked into the end zone with it, which I can't believe didn't get any coverage like on Instagram or
1: anything. Yeah, but that, they've looked un- great. Unfortunate for Johnny Hecker there, the punter. Yeah, right? <laughs> I
2: just have the picture of him just standing there in disbelief that that happened while he's waiting for the ball. But they've One looked of the best great. punters in football too. Yeah, Cooper Cup has looked great. Um, I just traded for Robert Woods today. And then not even 15 minutes later, I get a notification saying don't be too worried if you're a Robert Woods owner because they still think he's the number one receiver in LA. So thanks, feel good. Um, but yeah, I he did that trade with be- me, if anybody was wondering. <laughs> I did. He's, he's, he's right. Um, I got Mike Evans in return, so I'm not I'm not who will probably just a perfect transition to my next point will probably be guarded by Jalen Ramsey for most of the day, just because yep. he's bigger. And then they'll be able to put Darius Williams on either. A little spoiler Godwin for my sit this week. A. A. a little spoiler <gasps> for
1: my sit. I know. Tyler, what you got? Oh, man. Yeah, this is, this is going to be, this could be the game of the week. Um, I know we, we hyped up the, the Chargers chiefs with it being a shootout and you know, that could very well be the game, but uh, I, I look at this game as possibly an NFC championship Uh preview to say the least uh you're you're exactly right with jalen ramsey you know who's he going to cover i think evans because they have the history and you know in history ramsey shut him down um so i i think at home i like the rams um i think this is going to be a final possession type of game um nobody's really talking about this guy and i love him he was my preseason mvp pick and i still think he's right there and that's matt stafford I love Matt Stafford. I think he's finally in an offense where he can do some things and he's got a defense that he can actually utilize as well. Um, I'd love to see Jake Funk get some carries in this game. I think it'd be awesome. Um, But I think, you know, I think Jalen Ramsey is going to come up with a big play. Him or Aaron Donald is going to have a big moment in this game that is going to completely change this game. Um, So, yeah, I, I like the Rams. um, And and I think that I, I don't think that either fan base should be worried if they do lose this game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
2: And I Damn, I like so I'm the, on my lonesome picking the picking the bucks this week. Yeah, weird enough, yeah. but I do like the Stafford MVP pick because he is 100% if it comes down to it he's going to have the narrative and it's a narrative based
1: award. So well, partnering him with, with McVay is just a yeah. dream match as well. I mean, both guys, just both football guys in in, in general. And um, I think that they've meshed well so far together. I think the Rams have been a little susceptible on defense at times. I mean, we saw it with Carson Wentz last week. I think they had uh, the, the Colts had like two turnovers in the red zone last week. Um, and even the, the Bears had glimpses uh, in week one where they, where they showed some promise against the Rams. D Obviously, they got blown out by the final score. Um, but yeah, I, I think at home, I think this is a a Rams team that, uh, has got something to prove and, you know, the bucks are now the hunted, um, and and Tom Brady's used to it, you know, will the Tom Brady effect come into play here and the, and the Rams make a a questionable play possibly. Um, and I, I I know you touched on it, Jaden, but, uh, Robert Woods, I think is going to break out here relatively soon. It can't just continue to be Cooper cup, Cooper cup, Cooper cup. I think Robert Woods is going to, to have that big time Robert Woods game here relatively soon.
0: I like it. I like it. All right, let's hop into our final game that we're going to cover as far as primetime goes, and that is Sunday night football, Green Bay at San Francisco. And the things to watch in this game, can Aaron Rodgers be more effective against a scarier defense than Detroit in San Francisco? I mean – Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if it's just me. He looked downright dog shit terrible yesterday on Monday Night Football. I mean, as far as the fantasy outlook goes, sure, it was great. But three of his four passing touchdowns were dump offs to Aaron Jones. Like, he should be giving his game check to Aaron Jones after that game. Uh, I mean, it was just hard for – there was a slant right up on the goal line that Aaron just makes an un-Aaron-like play and just throws it clearly behind him. And there was other plays where he should have had his receivers and he couldn't connect. Like, and Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a I mean, he was terrible against the Saints defense, who are obviously a lot better than the Lions defense. And you're going up a lot against a lot scarier defense in San Fran this week. So I think watching Aaron Rodgers and what he does this week will be very interesting, especially after Monday night football. Um, also, will Debo Samuel continue this pace that he's on right now? He's got 282 yards through two weeks. Um I think there's some something to be said about Dam- Debo Samuel. I mean, he was one of Jimmy G's favorite guys during the Super Bowl run that they made, and Debo Samuel was injured primarily for the whole year last year. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Debo Samuel would continue this kind of pace, obviously, but, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he has another big game here. Um, also, can George Kittle burst onto the scene against a bad Green Bay defense? I mean, George Kittle has been downright terrible this year. He's only got eight catches on 95 yards. And if he's going to do, if he's going to have a breakout game tonight, like, or not tonight, but Sunday night against a terrible green Bay defense would be the time to do it. I mean, I think George Kittle is a sneaky pick and especially in daily fantasy for this week. Um, Also, it'll be a great game for Brandon. Ayuk to do something, anything, get out of the doghouse in San Fran. I mean, He's been absolutely shut down by Shanahan. I don't know why, but also, who will lead the San Fran backfield? Uh, Jamichael Hasty was ruled out for this week. Um, Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell are questionable going into this week. Um, San Francisco runs the majority of their offense, especially recently through the running game. So it'll be interesting to see who takes the primary. I mean, in a Shanahan offense, it could be anybody, so – I wouldn't be surprised to see their fourth string running back on special teams go crazy this week because that is just San Francisco. The spread for this game San Fran is favored by three and a half points. The money line San Fran minus 180, Green Bay plus 155. My pick for this game, just because of how terrible the Packers looked yesterday. And I know it's hard to say that they looked, te- I know I see the weird looks, but did you watch the game, my friend?
2: I did sure you watch did. it? I sure did. And- Aaron Jones I had a lot of looked fantasy stakes in that
0: game. Which I ended up coming out on the top, by the way. Because we're yeah. going two
2: in our main league. So
0: hey, main league, main league. All my leagues are main leagues. I dedicate the same amount of attention, boss. Come on. Why are you But into? Anyway, I'm taking San Fran on the spread and the money line. It's not even close because of how Green how terrible Green Bay has looked so far. What you got,
2: Jaden? <laughs> Uh, Well, this is a San Francisco team who nearly lost to the Lions just two weeks ago and then narrowly beat the Eagles last week. So I don't feel great about them.
0: Yeah, but do you remember
2: that Green Bay got like absolutely blown out by New Orleans in week one? That happened. I also remember Aaron Rodgers winning MVP just a season ago and Devontae Adams being the most. He's not winning an MVP with that rat tail he's got on the back of his head. I'll tell you that.
1: Yes, he will. <laughs> I, like the, I like the sound of that.
2: <laughs> um, I think Green Bay has a statement game here. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to ride that. Uh, I took that personally energy from week one, and he's going to have another great game here against a completely depleted San Francisco secondary. I wouldn't even call it depleted because this is what they came into the season with, minus Jason Brett, but they should have known that he wasn't going to make it to week three. Um, yeah. Give me green Bay by, I don't know, 20. Wow.
1: Okay. Tyler, what you got? I I think I like the the three and a half. Um, I think that this could come down to a field goal. Um, once again, I could see San Fran being up 10 green Bay getting a touchdown late, cutting it to three, uh, money line. I'll probably still take San Fran because they are at home. Um, but I, I think that that, first half Rodgers was doing a lot of dump offs and then i don't know if you remember that sideline probably 50 yard pass that he had by vante adams yeah that showed me that Rodgers can still be rogers still if he it. has to yeah. um i do like the running game i think the running game is set up well the one thing that scares me about the packers right now is zadarius smith just got put on ir and i think that is a huge loss for already a defense that has been susceptible jair alexander is going to be great uh, preston smith is going to be great uh, i noticed you mentioned uh, or brought up in your notes, Brandon Ayuk. I haven't heard anything. And this was a guy that a lot of people looked at as a sleeper in fantasy this year, possibly getting wide receiver two mentions by the end of the season. Um, and he has not shown up. And you're right with the San Fran backfield. I mean, it's just one after another. It's almost like the Ravens' backfield right now. It just seems like mm-hmm. every week somebody is getting hurt in that backfield. And I don't know if that's a recipe for success moving forward. Kittle's been non-existent. I do think this might be a breakout game for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take San Fran to win, but I think the Packers are going to cover the three and a half. I think that extra half is going to be big in this game.
0: I like it. I like it. All right. Well, let's hop into the other less notable games that we got this week, and we'll just rapid fire our picks for these. Um, Bears at the Browns, one o'clock. I'm taking the Browns. Jaden, who you got? Yeah, give me Cleveland at
1: home. Same, yeah. I think Cleveland's gonna. That defense is just gonna swarm the uh, whoever's starting, whether it's Dalton or Fields. Yep, hundred uh, percent. Ravens at
0: the Lions at one o'clock. Jeez, I'm taking the Ravens by maybe a million.
2: Did you got, Jaden? Hmm. Give hmm. me Baltimore because obviously, not a question about it. Yeah.
1: Could uh, be a hangover game, you know them coming off the big win against the Chiefs. They could start slow. Um, I think they've got enough to win that game. I just the Lions just don't have enough playmakers on their team, and yeah. uh, that's just what this game, in my opinion, is going to come down to.
2: And yeah. not to not to stick on this game, but Swift's carries are getting weirdly limited for yep. some reason. It's because I, I don't think Dan Campbell's a good coach. Uh, <laughs> he's
1: crazy, man. He's a motivator.
2: Yeah. He's a he's, he'd yes. be a great college coach. <laughs> Agreed. He's a motivator. With good coordinators.
0: That's not the, that's not the word you're looking for for an NFL coach, just a motivator anyway. All right. Uh, Colts to Titans at one o'clock. I'm taking the Titans. Jaden. Yeah. Give me Tennessee at home.
1: Tyler. If Wentz is out, I'm taking Tennessee. If Wentz plays, I'm probably still taking Tennessee. Uh, I think that they got over that hurdle last week, beating Seattle. Um, I do think if Wentz plays, this could be tight. These teams always play each other really close. Um, mm-hmm. But I think once again, playmakers, I'll take the Titans playmakers at home.
0: Yep. And I also think the Titans are trying to prove themselves. Like they've been getting shit on the past two weeks.
1: So Yeah, because they, they got they got their butt kicked by the Cardinals at home and they came out last week and were getting their butt kicked until the fourth quarter. And obviously they turned it around. But yeah, I, I agree. I think they've got something to prove.
0: Yep. Um Saints at Patriots at one o'clock. I'm taking the Pats in that game. Jaden. Oh uh, yeah, give me New England.
1: You got Tyler? Jameis Winston against Bill Belichick. Um, <laughs> I'll go with the Patriots.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think the I think the secondary is just going to be too good for Jameis. I think. Also, bold.
2: quick thing: Saints. Kamara had eight rushes for five yards last week.
0: <laughs> what? How? I told everybody. I I've been saying this, man. Kamara and fantasy this year. Buy out. Buy out. Like it's it's not the same Kamara that you've always known. Uh, Falcons at the Giants on one o'clock. I'm taking the Giants.
2: Jaden.
1: Yeah. Give me the Giants.
2: Breakout Saquon game. It's coming. <laughs> it's happening.
1: Delete. Tyler. Yeah. I'm going with the Giants real quick. Um, I did notice this, uh, teams that start Owen three, there's only been one that has made the playoffs in the last 22 years and only six out of 182 since 1980, which is a 3.2% chance to make the playoffs. Wow. So one of these teams is going to be Owen three barring a tie. Um, I'm going to take the Giants here, which could inev- inevitably doom the Falcon season.
0: Yeah. If it, if it wasn't already. I was about to say, from I the start.
2: <laughs> like that may have happened week one.
0: Yeah. Um, Bengals at the Steelers at one o'clock. Uh, give me the Bengals. Just kidding. I'll take the Steelers. Oh, fuck you. Oh, you.
2: <laughs> what you got? Uh, yeah. Give me the Steelers at home. But we may have a Dwayne Haskins appearance on Sunday. God bless us all. Um,
0: <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Three interceptions in the first half against Carolina last year.
2: Um, Tyler, what you got? Oh, shit. You got it. Just let me just let me get my little thing in. Uh, I remember talking before the season started. I was like, I don't I'm not wishing an injury on Big Ben, but I want a chance, like not to the point where we're, you know, two and 12 down the stretch where we're, you know, just give up. I want to see Big Ben finish the season, but I wanted to have Big Ben maybe miss a couple games so we can see what we have. And I really hope they play Haskins instead of Rudolph because we know what Rudolph is. I don't know what Haskins is in a Steelers uniform yet. We need to have him. uh, I know, but we need to see him play before we make a decision because Big Ben is gone after this year, almost 100%. And we're either going to draft the quarterback or we're going to go with Haskins or we're going to go sign one. But we need to know what Haskins is. Yeah. Tyler,
1: what you got in this game? Uh, I'm gonna ask a question before I make this pick. To it, Bush, Hayden, Watt—are any of them playing this week?
2: Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I think they're all like I know on the TJ Watt's
1: reasonable, yeah. and 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 Deontay Johnson.
2: Yeah, and Big Ben.
1: And there's a lot of question marks and. You're not going to be happy with this Jaden but I'm taking the Bengals because of that reason because a couple things a they got embarrassed against the Bears last week um I think if those players are out, the Steelers' defense is susceptible. Um, and when you throw in Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, the Bengals do have the playmakers. No, do they have the defense? I don't know if their defense is that strong, but I don't know if the Steelers' it's offense – it's way stronger
2: than right. the Steelers' offense.
1: Right, and that's and that's where I, I I play the matchups in this game. And and I'll go out on a limb here and say the Bengals just because uh, of of the injury question marks right now. Now, if all those players end up playing, you know, it's probably going to be the Steelers. I'll still stick with this Bengals pick uh, for the pod and all, but um yeah, I think the Steelers got a lot of question marks right now. Yeah, I, I like took totally, Bengals
2: pick too. I, like I totally Bengals agree. Pick. Just because our secondary is not good, our secondary gets disguised a lot by the pass rush, and when you have a pass rush that good, you can do that. But when you don't have that there, the Justin Lane being our number one corner, if Joe Hayden doesn't play is an extremely big issue when you have to play Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins with Joe
1: Burrow at quarterback. Right, and Minka can only do so much. Yeah. Right.
2: Uh,
0: Cards at the Jags at 1 o'clock. I'm taking the cards. Jaden? Give me the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, cards, 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 cards. I don't think there's much else to say about this game. Uh, Two teams heading in opposite directions.
0: Yep, 100%. Uh, Jets at the Broncos at 4 o'clock. Give me the Broncos, Broncos defense, and against
2: a questionable Zach Wilson after last week. Jaden, what you got? Yeah, give me the Broncos. One of the best rosters in the NFL. I was preaching this before the season started, and Teddy Two Gloves has looked great, and that's why they're 2-0. Granted, they have played the Giants and the Jaguars, who are two of the worst eight teams in the league. They've still played really well in both those games.
1: Yep, Tyler, what you got? Got to beat the teams on your schedule. Yeah, both games are away. Uh, They won both those. They took care of business. Now they go home against a Jets team um, that just isn't ready to to contend with a defense like the uh, like the Broncos. Uh, Bradley Chubb, I think, yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, So I, I today. Yeah, so that is a, a concern because they can never have chubb and von miller healthy at the same time every year one of the other gets hurt
2: mitchell texted me the exact same thing
1: if if Mm -hmm. they can have both those guys healthy i mean that defense adding certain to it is probably the one of the best, if not the best defense in football. Um, I think the Broncos are a team to kind of be reckoned with. Uh, I think, you know, we talked about the NFC West earlier, but the AFC West, I mean, between the Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, and Broncos is a great Mm -hmm. division as well. Um, I think the Broncos win this game and uh, I'm not going to give away one of my starts, but they are featured in this game. Uh, I'll I'll discuss that in a little while.
0: Nice. I like it. I like the little hints. Seahawks at the Vikings at 430. Uh, Give me the Vikings in this game. Surprisingly enough, I just... I think Russell, despite the sad line that he put up, did not have a great game last week. Like, I think he made some questionable decisions down the stretch. And um, the Vikings looked very good against a
2: very good Arizona team last week. So, give me the Vikings. What you got, Jaden? Uh, give me Seattle, but it's not going to be a blowout. I think the EK has a very big game after kind of being relatively quiet last week. And Lockett finally comes back down to the bust. Where he has been at boom for the first two weeks.
0: Yep, classic Tyler bucket like, fashion. What you got, Tyler?
1: Vikings have lost seven straight against the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> am I confident going into this game? Probably not. You know, I threw out the zero and three stat. Uh, the Vikings are staring zero and three right in the face. Uh, they're coming in. Uh, the Seattle team's coming into this game probably pissed off because they should have beaten the Titans. Um, Obviously, my heart's telling me one thing, my head's telling me the other. Uh, I got to stick with my, 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 my gut here and go with the Vikings. Uh, it's probably going to sound like a homer pick. Um, I think there's a lot of positives to take away from last week. Um, but I don't feel confident with this pick whatsoever. Um, I'm very, very nervous for this game. And, um, you know, we talked about the Falcons possibly losing or the Giants going to 0-3 and inevitably doom in their season. Same thing with the Vikings right here yeah it's just it's just basically a nervous pick right here oh a (laughs) hundred percent season is doomed if we lose it is it is and i hope that you know they they have that same mindset as well but on the on the contrary you know if the seahawks if the vikings do win the seahawks drop to one and two in that nfc west which is going to be very hard to overcome Mm so big big game for both teams that had playoff implications at the beginning of the season
0: yeah totally Uh, Eagles at Cowboys on Monday night football. Give me the Cowboys
2: in this one. I do not believe in the Eagles this year, despite what they've done so far. Jaden, uh, give me the Cowboys, but I think it's going to be closer than you think. Jalen hurts has shown a lot of improvement. I was one of his biggest critics coming into this year, but he has shown a steady incline every year, just going from when he was in Alabama to Oklahoma, to his first year in Philadelphia last year to this year, he's looked great. I still think the Cowboys win this game because they're just a better team, but Jalen Hurts is going to keep it close. Tyler? Yeah, I
1: think I, I think Jalen Hurts has kind of silenced all those, well, why did we trade for Gardner Minshew talks? Um, and, and, and I totally agree. I was the biggest critic of him. I did not think he was going to be a starter past week eight or nine, um, and he's proven me wrong for sure. Uh, they had a chance to win that game last week. Obviously, 49ers <laughs> are a great team. Um, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this game. Um, I think that they – kind of figured some things out on defense last week uh, and I think that carries over into this game and I think that they can give the Eagles offense a little bit of trouble Um, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this game
0: gotcha gotcha all right well that does it for our picks into this week into this prominent week three but let's get into our starts and sits which is becoming a routine segment on the pod and let's start with the quarterbacks I will go first this week my start Danny Dimes, Mr. Daniel Jones, is my start of the week at quarterback. He looked good versus the stout Washington football team defense last week. He's playing Atlanta, who have allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks through two weeks so far. And if Danny Dimes gets Galladay involved in this game, which I
2: could see very well happening, I mean, the potential is limitless. Jaden, what you got? Uh, my start is Russell Wilson. I think he's probably going to be started in most leagues anyway. But I think that they have a big game, or he has a big game rather. I think that is such are... a cop out of a story. Oh come You're on, dude! Pussy. I was I was BFS. thinking, well, I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's right. Um, I think, like I said, DK is going to have a big day, and I think they're going to kind of eat on a not so great Viking secondary. I like it,
1: Tyler. Can't wait to see Patrick Peterson and Breeland shut him down. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, uh, My start is going to be Justin Herbert. You know, we alluded to it earlier. Um, I think probably in 12 man leagues, you're probably going to be starting him anyway, eight to 10 might be questionable i say you you give him the gun uh you you let him go uh you start him in pretty much every league that you can this week it's going to be a shootout in kansas city he's going to have to go toe-to-toe with mahomes he's going to have to put points up on the board and he didn't have a terrible week last week against dallas he had two crucial interceptions he had two touchdowns that were called back via penalties as well um so i i love justin herbert this week i think he's going to go for probably 400 yards Yeah, I like
0: the pick. Um, My sit for this week, as far as quarterbacks go, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I already talked about him earlier. I just didn't like what I saw on Monday Night Football at all. Um, He plays a better defense in San Francisco this week, and he won't be able to dump it off to Aaron Jones every
2: play. So, um, yeah, if you can, sit Aaron Rodgers this week. Jaden? My sit is Tom Brady. Face a very tough – Rams defense with Aaron Donald screaming at him through the middle and one of his receivers completely islanded off by Jalen Ramsey. I also think that he has been riding the high of playing two very, very bad defenses even though Dallas looked relatively good for what we expected from them uh, in week one. I think he cools off really hard this week and a lot of people, you know, if he wasn't picked up already, they were picking him up and trying to start him. It's going to probably be pretty quiet for him this week but don't prove me wrong because that's what Tom Brady
1: does (laughs) Tyler well I guess he's going to prove me wrong too Uh, I've got Tom Brady as my sit as well Um, last year 26 of 48 216 two touchdowns two picks in a loss against this Rams defense in Tampa Um, I don't think that Tom Brady is going to continue what he's been able to do against the Cowboys and the Falcons' defenses. This is a big step up in defense, defensive competition for Brady. Um, you know he still might get a couple of touchdowns. I'm not going to say he won't because the Bucks' offense is that explosive. Uh, but I do think we could have a couple of turnovers, and I don't think the yardage is going to be where it's been in the in the past couple of weeks as well. So I'm right there with Jaden. Uh, I have Tom Brady as my sit as well this week. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Good stuff. Um, let's hop into the running backs. My start of the week is Mr. Tyson Williams. Um, he's looked great so far this year. He's a clear number one in Baltimore over Latavius Murray right now. Um, he plays the Lions this week, who have allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs this year. Just allowed a shit on to Aaron Jones. And um, after Lamar's two picks last week, I think they'll focus more on the running against a sorry defense in Detroit. Jaden, what you got?
2: Saquon, 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 Saquon. He gets ten days of rest. He's going, they were beginning to trend him up. He had, I think, 84% of snaps last week. Now he gets 10 days of rest, plus an absolutely sorry Atlanta defense. I think this is when he breaks out, and all those people that held on to Saquon Barkley now get paid off with a nice 25-point game. Nice.
1: Tyler? Uh, I alluded to it earlier with the Broncos and Jets and my start for running back this Mm -hmm. week is Javante Williams. Mm. I think this is going to be the breakout game for Javante Williams. I think he's going to take the reins in that running back room over Melvin Gordon. He's out touched him 14 to 13 so far this year. Not a huge discrepancy. Melvin Gordon had one big run against the giants, which has put him over the hump in these last two games. I think that the Broncos are going to be up comfortably in this game, and I think that the altitude is going to get to this Jets defense up a mile high. I think Javante Williams is going to get possibly possibly 80 yards and a touch, if not more, in this game. I think he's going to have upwards of 15 carries in this game as well. I think this is finally the game that Javante Williams breaks out for the Denver Broncos. I like it. I like it. My um, sit this week at running back is Mr.
0: Zach Moss. Um, he had a big week last week, eight carries on two touchdowns, but I mean, his big week was mainly dependent on those two goal line carries. He was a healthy scratch in week one and um, Devin Singletary is clearly the number one back there. Um, he's at thir- He had 13 carries last week. Devin Singletary did compared to Zach Moss's eight and Zach Moss was the healthy scratch in week one. So Singletary was the obvious number one in week one. Um and he plays Washington football team this week, who have allowed the sixth least fantasy points to running backs this year and our stout defense in general. So sit Zach Sid Zach Moss this
2: week. Don't get too excited about last week. Jaden. Speaking of the Washington football team, I am sitting Antonio Gibson this week. I, I actually like that. Yeah. I have really cooled off on Gibson as somebody that drafted him in two different leagues. Uh the JD McKissick touches scary me or <laughs> JD McKissick touches scare me, and they face Buffalo's defense, which looks like them. I wouldn't say it's their strong suit, but it looks a lot better than last year. They held Najee Harris and Miles Gaskin in check these past two weeks. Third least, fantasy points allowed to running backs so far this year. Yeah, in Buffalo. And Antonio Gibson is not exactly coming in with a whole bunch of momentum.
0: So, All right. Gotcha.
1: Tyler. I said 10 days to prepare for this Bill's defense. um, And I'm going to be sitting Devin Singletary this week. He had a 46-yard touchdown run. Um, other than that, he had 12 carries for 36 yards. That's three yards a carry. It's not going to get it done in the NFL. I know you have that one big run, but I do think that this Washington football team defense is not as bad as what they looked. And, you know, when you look at Saquon's, uh, stat sheet, he had one big run. Other than that, he was held in check. Uh, I know Daniel Jones had a big game, which maybe Josh Allen will have the big game on the ground this week for the bills. Uh, but I don't see Devin Singletary doing anywhere near what he did last week.
2: Yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. Bills running backs at all. If you could stay we, away we, from the Bills running backs, we all situation. took the same game.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we're all three different players. <laughs>
0: <laughs> stay away from running backs in that game. If it wasn't clear, and uh, I said wide, it was gonna, I was going
1: to. I said that that game was going to be an under two. So that was the other reason. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in that game either. Right. Right. Uh, wide receivers this week. My starts is
0: Mr. Kenny Galladay. Uh, despite the slow start, I mentioned it earlier. He has been heavily targeted. Um, He had eight targets in week one, six targets last week, and he plays Atlanta this week. Um, Atlanta is a sorry defense, especially against wide receivers. And they paid a whole lot of money to Kenny Galladay for him to not be a factor. So I think for those waiting for that breakout game from Kenny Galladay, if he's going to do it, it's going to be in this game.
2: Jaden. I went with Devontae Smith. Just, I know he didn't have a great week last week, but like I said, I think the Eagles keep this game close and, Jalen Hurts has got to throw the ball to somebody and there's nobody on this team that I'm overly excited about throwing it to. And I'm pretty sure this is the second straight week that I've picked Devonte Smith. And the last time I did that, like I said, he scored three points. So hopefully we get a little the bit one, better out. of an outcome this week, but Cowboys secondary is nothing to call home about. So give me Devonte Smith. Tyler.
1: Well, I took him as my start at quarterback. So why not go with Mike Williams here at receiver? Uh, I, I think that once again, this is going to be a shootout. I would play every player that you can in this game. I think Mike Williams is going to have top 10 receiver numbers this week. You'd imagine the Chiefs are going to hone in on Eckler and, uh, and Keenan Allen, like I said earlier. And uh, I'd imagine Mike Williams is going to continue this start that he's been on. And uh, I don't see any signs of uh, the physical guy out of Clemson slowing down.
0: Yeah, no, I like that pick a lot this week. Definitely. Um, My sit this week for wide receiver is Mike Evans. Um, Jaden, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is usually the one that, or Mike Evans is usually the one that Jalen Ramsey decides to spend his time on. And um, so far this year, the Rams have allowed the second least fantasy points to wide receivers. So
2: yeah, give me Mike Evans as my sit this week. Jaden. Well, boy, aren't you a smart cookie. (laughs) I'm also going to sit Mike Evans this week because, like I said, he will be islanded off by Jalen Ramsey. He has struggled with him in the past. They match up very well size-wise, and that's why I think that's the receiver that Jalen Ramsey will get, and the receiver that Jalen Ramsey gets usually doesn't do very well in fantasy, unless your name is Darnell Mooney.
1: (laughs) Tyler? Uh, I had Mike Evans penciled in, but my number one sit for this week is going to be Allen Robinson. Um, I don't trust Dalton. I don't trust Justin Fields. I know that Allen Robinson tends to put up numbers when his quarterbacks are not good. But I think Denzel Ward is one of the most underrated cornerbacks in this league, and he doesn't get enough attention. I I think that he's going to be matched up right with Allen Robinson. I don't expect the Bears, if they're going to win this game, to be throwing the ball. I'd expect them to try and run the ball and control the clock. The Browns are a heavy run team as well, so you imagine they're going to control the clock, which is why I don't like any of the pass catching wide receivers in this game, especially Allen Robinson. I like the pick.
0: I like the pick. Uh, Let's hop into tight ends and my start this week. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, George Kittle. I think this is going to be his breakout game. He plays Green Bay, who was sketchy against T.J. Hawkinson just yesterday at the time of this recording. Um, Green Bay has allowed the third most fantasy points to tight end this year. And
2: the corners in Green Bay are not the problem. Like I think. I mean, the they'd... corner in Green Bay is not the problem. Jair Alexander is not the problem. Kevin King is the problem. He is. Hey man, problem. Kevin
0: King has looked decent this year, halfway decent.
1: He looked decent in that NFC Championship too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, give me George Kittle this week. I
0: think
2: this is a breakout game, Jaden. God damn it, Kane! You just hey, took hey, hey, my hey. notes right before the game, right before the podcast. starts. <laughs> Fuck's sake, I'm starting George Kittle too. I guess. Um, yeah. They haven't done – Packers haven't done very well against tight ends, and I think that if they're going to win this game, they've got to throw it to George Kittle because they have either Debo or Ayuk, but if Brandon Ayuk is wide open 50 yards down the field, they don't want to throw it to him. So I think Jair is going to be on Debo, (laughs) and George Kittle is going to be open a lot. I The last time he played on Sunday Night Football, he scored 40 points on the Eagles. So give me George Kittle. Nice. Tyler?
1: Yeah, I I do agree with you guys. I have a different one, but if George Kittle's going to have a good season, it has to happen and it has to start with this game. So I absolutely agree with you guys. Um, I'm actually going to start Dallas Goddard. I think Zach Ertz was placed on the COVID list yep. um, earlier mm-hmm. this week. Uh, so I think Goddard's going to get a lot of touches. I think they're going to hone in on Devonta Smith and Jalen Rieger, which is going to open up that middle of the field and a couple of dump offs probably to Goddard. Um, so I think Goddard could get, you know, anywhere from eight to 10, um, eight, to 10 looks in this game probably ring in five six catches 65 yards maybe a touch um, so I really like Dallas Goddard this week
0: I like that pick I like that pick um, and you mentioned Jalen Rager I just want to say real quick Jalen Rager little sneaky pickup in leagues especially deeper leagues um, he had a touchdown call back on Sunday and um, he's definitely number two guy behind Devontae Smith so if you're investing yourself in some Jalen Hurts invest yourself in some Jalen Rager uh, sit for this week for me is Bobby Tanyan, Mr. Robert Tanyan. Oh, we got—is that another bad shake, man? Jeez. Well, anyway, Bobby Tanyan is my sit this week, and it, I'm about to say the same stuff that Jaden's about to say. I mean, he plays some of the best linebackers in the game this week. Uh, Robert Tanyan, despite the big, uh, the big game, the big touchdown yesterday, he only had five combined. I mean, well, he's only had five combined catches so far in total this year. And um, without that touchdown yesterday, he did nothing. So, yeah, sit Bobby Tanya this week. Jaden,
2: you got anything well, Oh, my start of the week last week will be my sit this week, and guess who did this? Bobby Tanya and Robert Tanya and not touching him this week. They've got Fred Warner. They've got the 49ers defense. I don't think that he – they will be a focal point. I think they want to attack – or the Packers will want to use Devontae Adams a lot with no competent corner there. To guard him. I like it. Tyler?
1: Well, I'm following this trend as far as start starts and sit sits. So I Mm -hmm. sat, I'm saying sit Tom Brady. So I'm going to say sit Rob Gronkowski this week. I don't think that he can continue this trend that he's on of you know four touchdowns through two games, two in each game. Um, last week, I think he had 39 yards and the two touchdowns, so that saved his day. Um, outside of that, you know, he didn't really have much, and I just don't think that he can continue the trend and the track that he's on right now. So I'd expect a, a more mediocre back to back to life game for Gronk, um, probably somewhere in the in the 40-45 yards, but I don't see him scoring a touchdown this week. I like
0: it. I like it.
1: All right. Well, that just about does it for
0: this week. Um, Tyler, it was great to have you on, man. Uh, great insight. We dived into plenty of games. It was, we're hoping to have you on for future podcasts, man. It was great to have you on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys have got some knowledge packed in into your brain. So I, I love it. Um, I love that we were able to go back and forth on a couple of things. And um, I can't thank you guys. Uh, enough for having me on and uh yeah i'd love to in the future you know hop on you know if, if you want me back on i'd absolutely love to come back on i had a blast doing this and um yeah you know hopefully we'll, we're able to give some people some good advice this week and uh, whether it's from the fantasy perspective the betting perspective or uh just outlook on games um you know that's that's more than anything what we're hoping for here and uh yeah like i said it's been a blast so uh, so thanks for having me
0: yeah of course of course all right well that does it for this week Good luck with everybody's fantasy teams. Good luck with your betting picks this week. And a third week of football is back, man. We're in it. We're in the thick of it. So with that, catch you later.